y'all black females out here. Y'all don't understand the struggles of being a black man out here in America and not knowing whether or not you gonna make a home to your churn every night because of the police gunning you down. But don't y'all be out here gunning each other now? Okay, but we ain't talking about that. Hell, don't y'all be rapping about killing each other in music? We ain't talking about that either. We can talk about killing each other in rap music, but we don't like the police killing us. Stay on subject, woman. You brought up your kids. Tyrone, you don't even see your kids. And then, yeah, I be trying to see my kids. You know my baby mamas be tripping because I don't want to be with none of them, so they be holding my kids from me. You know that. Okay, but your baby mama saying you don't give them no child support either. Okay, but I still be going out my way to try to see them. They live five minutes from my house, Tyrone. That is out my way, woman. See, y'all, that's what we don't like y'all black women's mouths. Y'all run y'all mouth too much. Y'all always bringing up stuff to see relevant. Well, was you cheating on me, Irrelevant? I only cheated on you ten times. You act like I do it every day, bruh. See, that's why we date women of other races, man. Hey, Booz, hey. It is Lexus Exodus, leader of the Black Women Exodus. How are y'all doing? And like always, if you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe, please share, please comment in the comment section. Let me know that you're listening. Also, if you enjoy listening to my content on the go, the show is now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for audio listeners. Go check out my Patreon community where you can get access to bonus episodes and exclusive content and also a private community of like-minded, divested women. It is linked below. Please also follow me on social media platforms. You can check me out everywhere on all platforms at Lexus Exodus. You can find all of this information in the description below. Let's get started first with an Ask Lex message. If you have questions that you'd like to ask, please call in at the number listed below. That's 313-315-2776. All right, let's listen. Hi, Lexus. Uh, my name is Najma. Um, my question is, I know you have a son, um, but my question is, I guess, how can I raise my daughters, um, I guess, against struggle of. Okay, so she asked, how do you raise divested daughters? So you guys know I do not have daughters. I do, however, have uh, much younger siblings that are girls, and they are teenagers now. And so this is my approach. I kind of take them under my wing, and this is what works really well. So the first thing I would do with your daughters is I would be transparent with them, okay? So I think as adults, we fail our kids by wanting them to have this picture-perfect idea of our lives, like we've always had it together and we're perfect, but be transparent about your struggles in the past. Um, again, I don't have daughters, but I do have teen sisters that are young enough to be my daughter. So I tell them all the time, learn from my mistakes, <laughs> please. Be smart, be wise, learn from others' mistakes. So I tell them about my history with romantic partner abuse and why it's so important to pay attention to red flags and to only date people who treat them with integrity and respect. Be honest. Uh, they'll respect that. Um, obviously, you want to be transparent and share that information at an appropriate age level. But tell them about your experiences and about others around you that they can use as a learning experience and so that they can take takeaways from those examples and they can learn from them. 
Also, I am a firm believer in this next tip. Put your girls in extracurricular activities. Put them in as many hobbies, as many um, organizations and groups as you can. Keep them busy. So I'm a firm believer that idle hands are the devil's playthings. So you want them to be too damn busy. They don't even have time to entertain these big headed boys or these knuckleheads. Uh, my parents did nothing in that aspect to support my interests and my hobbies. Um, and as a result, I had a lot of alone time without parental guidance. My mother even worked second shift. Um, and I had the potential to get into a lot of trouble. I would sneak my boyfriend at the time in and out the house all the time. Um, I would even stay out late with him and a few places I just um, didn't have any business being because I had so much free time. So make sure you are filling their schedules up with different extracurricular activities, different hobbies, and different interests that will keep them busy. Also, only surround them with solid role models who are Black women. So I know we love our aunties and cousins, but, you know, they may always be in drama and telling these war horror stories about struggle love that they experience regularly around your children. Children are listening. <laughs> I know we like to pretend that they are naive and know nothing, but they are listening and they hear this. You don't want them to have the expectation that uh, toxicity is normal and that toxic struggle of is normal. No, you want them to have such high standards that they have a visceral reaction if they hear stuff like this. And they reject that idea that you know cheating is normal and being mistreated and abused is normal. Also, I would surround them with professionally successful Black women who are educated and who are upwardly mobile and um, who are healthy examples of what they should aspire to be. In addition to that, pour into their self-esteem, y'all. So tell them they're beautiful. Tell them that they are smart. Tell them how much you love them and how incredible their, their skin and hair is. Validate them. Uplift them. Um, a lot of times Black women's first enemy is their mother talking about how unmanageable and nappy their hair is or telling them not to go out in the sun because you don't want to get darker, stupid stuff like that. It should not be this way. And quite frankly, I think that's the reason why a lot of Black girls struggle um, and accept toxic relationships. They're not accustomed to being affirmed. So that negative feedback and that verbal abuse is the norm to them. So we need to be affirming and pouring into our daughters so they recognize what's healthy and so they don't tolerate poor treatment. Also, teach them about their intimate health. So I have to be careful about what words I choose on YouTube, but use, use your noodle. <laughs> so um, teach them about their intimate health. Also teach them to be responsible in that manner and to guard their wounds with their lives. I'd encourage you to talk to them plainly about what X is, you know, as awkward as it may be, I know, because I just recently did it last year, but they need to know the implications and consequences of X activities so they're informed before they make these decisions. Let them know having a child when they are not prepared for it and doing this with the wrong person and at the wrong time can ruin your life. Also, when they are of age and are ready to be active in that manner and have X, I'd have a very transparent conversation with them about contraception and birth control methods so they aren't left at risk for unplanned pregnancies. Of course, you know, in an ideal world, um, our children would be these saints <laughs> and they wouldn't be active in this manner at all. And they would be abstinent, but preaching to them about Christian values and about how they need to stay sacred until they're married. 
um, that's going to go in one ear, not the other. And I don't think that that's realistic. I also don't think that's helpful. I think that we need to be realists and we need to give them the proper tools so that they are equipped and properly able to protect themselves. Also, this last tip I'm a firm believer in, and this is kind of like my motto on how I interact with children in general, is just be who you needed as a child. Be the woman and the direction and guidance and the source of wisdom and support that you personally needed as a child. This is the most solid advice I've ever heard. Um, at a younger age, as a young Black girl, I needed guidance. I needed direction. I needed to be affirmed as a child. I needed someone to take me under their wing and to share wisdom with me. So in response, this is who I strive to be with my child and also with my channel and everything. And um, also with how I interact younger women that come to my platform seeking guidance, I just try to be the woman that in the source of direction and guidance that I personally needed as a child. Okay, so hopefully that helps. Um, that's just some general tips in a nutshell. Um, everyone in the comments below, please feel free to share your tips and suggestions for this loyal subby. Okay, so let's get to it. <laughs> Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Keep black women's names out your f***ing mouth. I said, keep black women's names out your f***ing mouth. Seriously, guys, are you tired of all the negativity and toxicity black women are subjected to in media, music, and online? We are ridiculed, denigrated, and berated daily, and I'm sick of it. That's why I created a private safe space for black women that focuses on divestment, development, and self-empowerment. My private Patreon is for Black women only and is a community where we are affirmed, encouraged, supported, and uplifted. For the cost of a coffee, get access to my Patreon community, which consists of a private Discord group to connect with like-minded Black women, add free bonus content, exclusive private lives, and much, much more. You can check it out on patreon.com slash Lexus Exodus. The link is also listed below. Shout out to my exes. So I wanted to talk about how you can be fully divested and be single and not be in a relationship because divestment is truly about only engaging in interactions and in relationships and in habits and behaviors that serve you, okay? So you can be fully divested and live a very fuller, uh, very happy and fulfilled life and be single, okay? And I wanted to talk about this due to this article that's recently gone viral about women collectively raising our standards and about how men are actually more likely now to have extended periods of singleness and loneliness due to this. So let's read this article and then we will unpack. 
Okay, so the article is entitled Men Can't Keep Up With Women's High Dating Standards, This Couple's Therapist Says. Uh, and it says, the men are not all right. That's the gist of a recent study of 46,000 people in 200 countries in the journal, which found that men are now more likely to be lonely and single than women. That wasn't the case a mere 30 years ago. When did this happen and why? So a couple's therapist put forth a theory in an article for Psychology Today, and according to him, there are three broad reasons why men today are lonelier than ever and why that's a trend that's likely to continue. So there are more men than women on dating apps, making apps more competitive. Women are becoming increasingly selective, in part because they have so many options, and men are not closing their relationship skills gap. Reading between the lines a little, many people took the doctor's point to mean men are getting lonely because women have higher standards these days. In fact, the relationship skills gap that's so hard for men to feel <laughs> is that women are looking for partners who are emotionally available, good communicators, and share similar values, writes Dr. Matos. And if the gap isn't closed, heterosexual men will continue having fewer dates and extended periods of singledom. Dr. Matos does suggest a solution, and that is for men to go to therapy. His exact advice came in the form of a sports metaphor. Level up your mental health game, he says. It means seeing intimacy, romance, and emotional connection as worthy of your time and effort. My lord. <laughs> Comments is just isn't common these days. Okay, the Psychology Today article has received a lot of attention across the internet. One Twitter user wrote, men didn't really have to step up until single women secured a lot of rights that allowed them to be independent. So they're able to have credit cards, get a mortgage, etc. Now men have to improve their partner's lives in other ways, and they are flailing and sulking about it. But not everyone <laughs> was a fan of what Dr. Matos had to say. The therapist shared on TikTok that he received hate mail from multiple men after the story went viral. Oh my gosh, who would have thunk it? <laughs> he responded in the video. All I'm asking is for you to be the best version of yourself. That's too much to ask though, right? Oh my gosh. So this article is so interesting to me and it's so timely too, especially because of the rhetoric that's become increasingly popular and common online and on social media by the manosphere where uh, men are saying that women are dying alone when in fact men are dying alone and are suffering with involuntarily being single because women are raising the bar and they're raising their standards and they're having higher expectations for the people they partner with. Okay, so this article says that women are only seeking emotionally available, good communicators and those who share similar values. <laughs> Like, bingo, duh. He also says things in this article like, go to therapy, be the best version of yourself. Y'all, and like I said, common sense apparently isn't so common because it's really crazy that this article in 2022 is considered so controversial and men have had such a backlash and visceral reaction to this. Like, y'all sending him hate mail for telling y'all to be grown-ups? <laughs> like, really? For telling you to be emotionally mature like an adult and to seek therapy to heal your trauma? That's that's controversial. I don't understand. Um, but it's really because dudes are so vapid that they are just coming to terms with this and really are just realizing this. These are simple, basic things that every adult should have, especially if you're trying to be in a relationship. 
So thankfully, women are starting to wake up. We're not accepting any old damn man. And we're understanding that, especially now in 2022. Okay, so it's like, well, this guy is expecting me to be educated, successful, bring home 50-50, in addition to performing all of the domestic duties. Meanwhile, he doesn't even have the mental fortitude to be a healthy, mentally well, fully functioning, emotionally available partner. I'm, I may as well be single. At least I, I'd have my peace. If I'm going to do everything every damn way, at least I'd be at peace. And I'm here for it. And I wanted to do this video because I really think that women collectively, especially Black women, need to stop allowing society to dangle marriage like a carrot in front of our faces. Okay? So y'all know I've been both miserably married before and also experienced happily being married. And I'm going to tell you in both scenarios, being married, it still is hard work. Being a mom is hard work. Being a wife is hard work. So if I were you guys, I would embrace your solitude, enjoy your singlehood, enjoy being child free, changing diapers, waking up in the middle of the night at odd hours breastfeeding children at three o'clock in the morning, raising and rearing them is a rewarding job, but it's also a grueling, oftentimes thankless, difficult job, okay? Because your kids don't give a damn how you feel. They don't. All they care about is they are hungry at the moment, they cranky, and they want your affection and attention now, okay? Same with marriage. So I love being married, but men overall have the tendency to act like children when it comes to certain things. Like, why am I nagging you about going to the primary care physician to get a checkup? Why? Why? Why I got to tell you to go to the dentist? Why I got to tell you to work out and eat vegetables? You know what I mean? Like, you're grown. This therapy thing, too. Why is it that women tend to have to be the partner to tell their spouses or their significant others, hey, you would benefit if you took care of your mental health and if you took it seriously and if you went to a mental health professional? You know, and this is why studies show that married men tend to live longer lives than married women. It's because women naturally are more nurturing and we are handling things like this for our husbands and children. OK, so our life gets shortened, whereas men's life, they benefit from that support and those domestic duties that the wife is doing. So that's why I wanted to do a video on this. Um, and I also wanted to do a call and show on this. I still may do it. I've just been super busy lately. But I did want to touch on this article because I think there's an important gem and takeaway here. Embrace your solitude, single women. Do not let these fools shame you into settling with whoever just to get married. Because again, marriage and children, I don't care how solid your marriage is and your familial unit is, it's hard work. It is very rewarding with the right partner. You know, I personally enjoy having a teammate to navigate life with. I love being married to my best friend, having that camaraderie. I also enjoy having the support system that you have from a marriage. It still is very hard work, though. It's work to sustain a successful marriage. And please believe a lot of you guys will come to my channel saying, oh, man, I can't wait till I have a similar experience and find the man of my dreams. Meanwhile, those who are married are sitting there reminiscing about those days thinking, man, I remember in my 20s, in my heyday, <laughs> not having to answer to anyone and being able to go out and be carefree and living a really fun life. 
Okay, so enjoy your solitude and be patient. Don't be rushing into getting married because people are shaming you. Okay, so I want to illustrate the importance of this. So let's look at Black women enjoying their singlehood and their solitude and living their best lives instead of letting things like marriage and motherhood define them. Okay, and major, major shout out to my good sis, little patron Shay, who compiled this list of all these videos so I could share this with you all and talk about this today. So let's watch this first clip and then we will chat. Welcome to Rich Black Girl TikTok. Welcome to Rich Black Girl TikTok. Do y'all see these women? Child, if I could get my 20s back, y'all, I'm telling y'all, especially with the amount of money that I make now, if I had that a decade ago, they are absolutely beautiful, dressed down, y'all. They are killing it. Face beat, hair popping, traveling, living their best lives, enjoying the company of their loved ones and their friends. Y'all, I remember back then um, in my 20s thinking that I needed to be married by 25. That, that was the deadline I gave to myself. I needed to be married and settle down by 25 while I was in college, y'all. And I still hear women come on here saying that to this day, younger Black women saying that. And I'm just thinking in my mind now in hindsight, like, are y'all crazy? 20s is your time for this. <laughs> so 20s, your 20s are your time to educate yourself, to travel, to have fun to become more culture, to become fuller, to start to establish yourself professionally and financially. And also, if you want to date, you're supposed to be able to date whoever the hell you want to, when you want to, when date as many men <laughs> when you want to. You're not supposed to be settling down in your 20s. Definitely not by 25. You're supposed to be selfish and don't let these people have you thinking something wrong with you because you're in a season of singlehood and you're enjoying it and you're growing and you're pouring into yourself. This is goals, y'all. This is goals. Not rushing into something where men benefit more, you know, because please believe when you're married, your spouse is going to benefit from your femininity, you know, from how you hold down a household, from him being able to have, you know, a warm meal on the table every day and a clean house and uh, from... You holding down the fort, you being his damn therapist, and you being his um, on-demand in-house F-buddy. You get what I'm saying? From you being his moral support, men benefit from that. They thrive when they have access to femininity in that manner. My husband already had an established business when we met, but it's no coincidence that he's been able to, to double and triple and quadruple the bag, and he's been able to grow exponentially as much as he has since we met over these past six or seven years. You know, having a wife, especially a good wife, it helps men thrive and flourish, okay? Same with this next woman enjoying her solitude and enjoying her Friday nights alone. So let's watch this and then we will chat. Every day I'm learning that the real flex is just being in love with yourself and ignoring the world and knowing that you the shit and that you can make it out of anything. So here I am. Every day I'm learning that the real flex is just being in love with yourself and ignoring the world and knowing that you the shit and that you can make it out of anything. So here I am. 
And the caption says, point of view romanticizing Friday night alone. And sis then made her some Indian food. It looks like tikka masala and some naan. She then poured her a glass of wine, lit some candles. And she is enjoying movie night at home alone. Enjoying her solitude. I know that's right, sis. I know that's right. And y'all, I love my family so much. I couldn't imagine life without them. But I also love my alone time too. <laughs> and I also love it when uh, my son is with his father and when my husband goes out with the guys and I got the house to myself with just my doggies and I can enjoy a glass of wine and a bubble bath and a movie alone. I do. This is goals. Appreciate your season of solitude. Appreciate your singlehood, y'all. Okay, let's get into this next example that illustrates this. Okay, and the caption says, point of view, you stopped waiting and created your own happiness. And we see uh, Miss Chocolate Thickums <laughs> living her best life. She is traveling. It looks like she went to India and explored the culture over there. It looks like she went to, to Europe. It looks like she went to um, some beachy island. This looks like Jamaica. <laughs> she is having a great time riding four-wheelers and stuff on the back of a boat, <laughs> just enjoying herself. This, y'all, this. See, y'all crazy. I know the grass can sometimes be greener on the other side. But when I was single, I enjoyed myself. I went to the DR alone. I went to the Bahamas and several other countries. And I didn't have nearly as much money as I do now. But I'm telling y'all, if I could go back with this bank, <laughs> I had me a good old time. Y'all, there's even single traveling groups now for Black women that you can join if you're traveling alone. Child, it's a lot more difficult to explore the world in this manner and to travel with a baby on your head. Okay, so y'all better enjoy your singlehood. Use this time to be selfish and to grow yourself and to become a more fuller person. Like sis said, create your own happiness and stop waiting for a man to do it for you. Okay, same with this next woman. I actually did it myself. Yeah. Nice. I actually did it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so we see this beautiful, gorgeous girl. She got the cakes out, y'all. <laughs> cake, 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 cake. Uh, and the caption says, um, as she lays out in the sunshine and enjoys this beautiful scenery, the caption says, when people ask who is paying for my trips, <laughs> the audio said, I actually did it myself. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Sis said, y'all think I got flued out, but I did it myself. I paid for vacations myself. And it's okay to get flued out. You know, I preach hypergamy, right? Like, I, I, I preach that if you're going to date, you need to date someone who can provide provisions. However, don't delay enjoying your life, exploring the world, and traveling just because you're waiting on a guy to do that for you. Do you get what I'm saying? If I could go back to my 20s with the knowledge I have now. I was a married mother by 23, y'all. 23. And even saying that out loud is wild because I was not ready for marriage or motherhood at that age. 
No one is. I firmly don't believe anyone is. All these, like these, these little um, uh, Becky who live out in the suburbs who got married and got three kids by the age of 21. That is just for the birds. That is way too young. Don't do that. 20s, that should be your, your selfish years. Um, your time of solitude should be um, spent on focusing on yourself and growing yourself, not a family. Okay. Here's another woman who's saying she's not waiting for a man to validate her existence and is going to enjoy life, single or not. So let's watch this and then we'll talk through it. I'm not the bitches in the strip club. And I'm not a bitch on a reality show. My money is very long. I love TikTok. <laughs> so we see this black woman on some exotic um, island somewhere. I don't know where she at. It looks beautiful. Um, and she's in a pool. And the caption says, when he tries to impress you with the trip to Miami, but you travel abroad monthly. <laughs> and then the audio is Nicki Minaj saying, yeah, I'm not I'm not one of these uh, social media girls. I'm not a, a reality TV girl. Nah, you're not going to easily impress me like this. She's like, I'm enjoying my singlehood and I know how to live a full life with or without a guy by my side. And here is my thing. Divestment is nuanced, y'all. And so I hate when outsiders try to put divestment in a box. I hear like a lot of black women do this and try to act like it's this cookie cutter thing and that we're all monolithic. Although you understand that black women just aren't monolithic. We are all nuanced. There's gray areas. There's, um, it's not just black and white. Divestment is simply black women engaging in interactions, relationships, and behaviors that serve you. And that's whatever that looks like for you. So you can do this by being feminine and living a soft life and opening up your romantic options and being hypergamous and marrying well and being a stay-at-home mother and wife. But it can also be just deciding to enjoy your singlehood, y'all, and uh, deciding to be child-free and having that type of lifestyle and using that solitude to grow yourself and to pour into yourself and to live a full life, to use that time to travel, to explore the world, to educate yourself and to make new friends and explore new hobbies and interests and to become a more well-rounded, fuller person, y'all. So we got to stop being so rigid with how we describe one another. We know Black women are not a monolith. We have a diverse perspective and diverse opinions. So I don't know why people try to peg divestment as being monolithic and not being nuanced as well. Okay, so let's look at this next woman who is also living her best life and who is illustrating how it's important <laughs> to do so and to enjoy your singlehood. And if you want to be child free, that's great. So let's watch this and we'll try. And the caption says, the fine auntie with no kids pulling up to the family Thanksgiving gathering. And here she is having a good old time. I'm telling y'all. Sis looks hydrated and stress-free and looks beautiful to me. So don't let them gash your head up and romanticize motherhood. Even with the right person, parenthood is tough in general. Even if you're happily married, it's tough. There is nothing glamorous about gaining tons of weight during pregnancy and watching your body morph and be virtually unrecognizable. I gained 60 pounds when I was pregnant. Thank God I lost it. But during pregnancy, I did not feel like myself. 
Uh, there's nothing glamorous about carrying a living, breathing human being for nine months and swollen ankles and being uncomfortable at night, not being able to sleep and morning sickness and ish. Then almost dying at the hospital because black women tend to have very risky childbirth experiences. Ain't nothing glamorous about that. <clears throat> there's nothing to romanticize about being sleep deprived and being irritable at three o'clock in the morning because you got a crying baby latched to your boob, y'all. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful, rewarding experience. But let's not pretend that motherhood is all fairy tales and butterflies and rainbows. We got to stop doing that. We're doing ourselves a disservice because then we have these younger, unsuspecting women walking into motherhood with an unrealistic expectation of what to expect. We got to stop romanticizing every damn thing. It's time to start being real with one another so we can avoid our younger girls and young Black women rushing into these things. I remember I had an employee who waited till she was about 40 to have her first child, y'all. And I remember her telling me after coming back to work, I was not ready for this. I wasn't prepared. And she said, people lie. They lied. Uh, they lied to me and made motherhood seem like something it's not. No one tells you how difficult it is and about the postpartum depression that you are at risk for and the toll that children can take on relationships and how it, it's just a stressful thing. It's difficult. And this woman was a damn Becky living in a $600,000 house 10 years ago. She did not have to work. Her husband did very, very well for them. And she expressed these sentiments. I'm telling y'all, don't let them, don't let them hoodwink you and have you rush into something um, that you really aren't fully prepared for. Okay, I want to keep going and I want to look at this clip where this woman breaks down how marriage doesn't need to be pedestalized as well. So let's watch this and then we will chat. Okay, so the caption says, misery loves company. That's why this is why people who are happily married don't pressure others to get married. Bingo. I'm going to explain why women who are happily married, people who are happily married, don't pressure other people into getting married. People who are happily married recognize the reason that they're happy is not because of a ring, their wedding, or the title of missus. It's because of the person that they're married to, because that person is a good person and the right person for them. Even though I was proactive about dating, I had zero control over when and if I met the right person. So I know if I was to pressure someone into getting married, I'd be elevating the status of marriage, the ring, the wedding, above whether or not it's the right person. And I'll be pushing that person to most likely settle for the wrong person. So when someone does pressure and berate you into getting married, even though they know you can't control when or if you meet the right person, ask yourself this. Maybe it's because they prioritize the status of marriage and the ring and they're not with the right person themselves. Child, I agree wholeheartedly. I endorse this message 100%. So people, especially Blackistan, they like to pressure you into marriage and they miserably marry because misery loves company. Okay, people who are happily married, no marriage is no joke. They know that it's hard work and that it's only a wonderful experience if you found the right person. If not, it can potentially ruin your life. So they're not about to tell you to romanticize and glamorize the thought of being married just because you want a wedding and a ring. That ish don't mean nothing if it's with the wrong person. And I can't emphasize that enough, y'all.
Okay, so let's listen to this last clip of this woman who gives very sound advice to single women that illustrates exactly what I'm referring to. So let's watch this and then we'll chat. Stay single until you find somebody who does not play with your mind, body, and soul. Stay single until it feels easy, breezy, pretty much like breathing. Stay single until you don't constantly have to remind someone how to treat you or how to love you. Stay single until it feels safe, until it feels good. Stay single until you find someone who cares about your total well-being. Stay single until you find that guy. It just makes sense. It just feels peaceful. He just brings you nothing but love, joy, and happiness. Don't be that girl who married the devil and then pretend like she's happy. Just stay single. Child, this is a mother effing word. So auntie said, don't get married to anybody just because it sounds good at the time or because you pedestalize and romanticize this idea of having children and wanting this missus title and wanting a ring. You will end up being the girl pretending to be happy online. I done seen this over and over again. If you talk to married people, they'll tell you especially after divorce. I remember talking to a guy and he talked about how when he was married, they will be sitting there going to family events and family functions, faking the funk in public at the functions. Meanwhile, won't say a word to each other on the ride home. Y'all, y'all don't want to be one of these people. I'm telling y'all, I've been there, done that. You don't want to end up hating the person that you married because you done married the wrong damn person. And now you have to plaster these fake smiles on your face for these fake Instagram photo ops and Facebook pictures and ish. I'm telling y'all, enjoy your singlehood. Enjoy your solitude. I said years ago after my first marriage, I came to terms with the fact that I much rather be a cat lady with my solitude and my peace than be in a miserable marriage with someone else. Child. So again, I'm happy that this article was released. It made me happy that women are starting to raise their standards collectively. Let's continue this momentum, Black women. Don't let nobody shame you into settling and rushing into marriage and parenthood. I don't care who it's with. Enjoy your solitude. Use it as a time to grow yourself, to expand yourself, to learn a language, to explore new interests, to travel, to become a fuller person. Don't let these fool rush you into anything because most of these motherfuckers is miserably married. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed making this video. Like I said, I may do a call-in show on this if I can find the time. But thank you so much for listening. Until next time, see you guys. Bye.
if y'all come across a red iPhone, if you please bring it to the sound stage. Red iPhone, we appreciate it.